Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Down Ballot Podcast. The show's live on Twitch. Check out twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. We're live basically seven nights a week there. It's a lot of fun, and I hope you join the now space. Also join our Discord at discord.me slash echoplex. Enjoy the show. The internet is a big dumpster. It's Troy Davis Day. Um, somebody said happy Troy Davis Day in the chat, but I'm not sure that's quite appropriate. Welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. until we finish, right up until Local Love. Local Love starts at 9 p.m. Pacific. What's up, the councilman? Not a mucho. Uh, how are you doing this week? Good. How are you? Excellent. Am I coming through Okay. Yeah, we're on, we have a we have a bit of a delay, but that might resolve itself. So fabulous. Um, but yeah, doing great and uh, ready to get into the docket this week. I didn't know how much news there would be after the big recall last week, but uh, uh, there was quite a bit going on locally. So we're gonna we're gonna have some fun stuff to dig into. <clears throat> yep, and everybody on the podcast, if you're checking this out, make sure you go on over to twitch.tv/ecoplexmedia so you can grab 
the live show every Tuesday, if that's the kind of thing you're into. Um, <laughs> what do we have leading off? Well, leading off this week, um, as some folks might know, you know, parking is really hard to come by in San Jose these days, especially with the city considering reducing parking requirements for new developments. Um, so it looks like some guy just needed a place to park his car and decided to do it at the airport, but not exactly in the legal spot. Oh, man. I mean, why didn't he tell me? Like, I know people that need to go to the airport, right? Why couldn't he tell me <laughs> where to park? I know, right? Like, just car- he should carpool at least. Like, if you're going to the airport, at least let a brother know. Like, if you're going to fucking break the rules, like, share it with somebody. That's all I'm saying. Precisely. Um, but yeah, so we're going to find out what exactly happened and what was going on with this this dude who f- apparently followed a uh, uh, maintenance vehicle onto the uh, San Jose airport grounds. Good evening, I'm Elizabeth Cook. And I'm Ken Bassett, and we begin with security at a Bay Area airport sure. now under the microscope. I'm looking live toward Mineta, San Jose, through the, the haze there where... Some individual managed to slip into a secured area over the weekend and claimed to have explosives. New at 6, KPIX 5's Ramirez on how the man got through and the big effort now to keep anyone else from doing the same. Len? Well, the man was able to just drive behind an employee's vehicle through the security gate and into a restricted area with access to the runways. Fortunately, the employee noticed and called police. Vehicles entering this busy security gate on the south end of the airport today waited until the automated gate completely closed before moving on. But yesterday at about 7.30 a.m., an intruder was able to slip behind an employee's vehicle and drive onto a secure area at Mineta San Jose International. This employee noticed as he was going through the gate before it closed, another vehicle entered as well. Uh, The protocol is immediately start notifying authorities, which we were notified. Airport police surrounded the vehicle vehicle before it could reach any runways and ordered the driver, 22-year-old Alex Portillo Bieneman of Brentwood, to get out. Police say he at first refused, but then complied and said he had bombs. He made some spontaneous statements about swallowing an explosive device, as well as there being another one in the vehicle. Uh, both of those statements later proved to be unfounded. Police determined the suspect was having a mental health emergency and may have overdosed on a medication. They took him into custody for trespassing on airport property and delaying officers. Anytime an airport sterile area is breached by someone wanting to do harm, it's always very serious. KPIX security analyst and former FBI special agent Jeff Harp says what happened is known as tailgating, and it appears protocols were not followed to prevent it in this case. You know, when you come through that gate, You need to wait till the gate closes before you leave. Police say there was no damage to airport property, but incoming flights were diverted to a runway farther from the incident, and departing flights were delayed 45 minutes. In San Jose, Len Ramirez, KPIX 5. The suspect is being treated at a local hospital for the overdose. He will also be provided mental health services. That was amazing police work. This gentleman (laughs) needs mental health services. He said that he swallowed an explosive device? Correct. And it was later proven to be not true. <laughs> so, so he obviously has some major issues. Um, but hey, at least he's getting the services. At least um, he wasn't black and wasn't shot, you know, on site. So. Um, 
I wonder if like the police need to be called like when I've gone to a like when we've gone to like friends apartment complexes and just instead of like trying to get them to buzz us in just waited until a car came up and just slipped in behind them. I wonder if like uh I wonder if like if that's a, a breach in security. How many times have we all done that, right? Um many many many. Um and by the way, how do I know he wasn't black because he wasn't shot on sight. <laughs> they don't have to say he wasn't black. Um he was a white man absolutely 100% for sure. Otherwise he would have been shot. So, or, or at least bombed or blown up or, you know, somehow other, otherwise annihilated and detained. Annihilated, um, it might be, is a good way to, a good way to describe it. Annihilated and detained. I don't, I don't know how that can possibly go together, but, you know, some words come out of my mouth sometimes. I don't think about them. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, don't, maybe okay at like the Avalon apartments, not so okay at an international airport. <clears throat> just, just throwing that out there. I wonder, the security guard at the at the Avalon is not going to be so concerned about you slipping in behind your friend. I wonder, like, I don't. We're never going to hear anything about this again, are we? It's entirely possible. Like when he's a, if he's ever, a, you know, if he's ever arraigned on charges or anything like that. Or, um, but yeah, more than likely not. It'll be the last we we hear about this poor gentleman. Because I like wonder, like, what the fuck's going on here? All the way from Brentwood. Like, was he already in San Jose? Like, I have so many questions. Right. Um. Was he just? was he looking for drugs? Did he think he could find drugs at the airport? Was he having a psychotic episode and just for whatever reason really needed to get on a plane very, very quickly to fulfill his episode? I don't, I don't know. I think the world may never know, but honestly, producer Dave, I think, you know, from we've, we, what we've found from our dealings with and observation of local news is that they don't, they don't really do follow up all that well, even in the story, like the original story, right? There are so many questions usually hanging out there unless of course, they uncover a plot to bomb California Democratic Party headquarters, and we happened to find out that there was a connection to a story that we thought had long No, no, we are cold. the ones who made that connection. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, so uh, so the news is following us these days. Um, so maybe they should, I, I don't know, maybe I should ask my reporter friends to watch this show, because uh, honestly, they might learn a thing or two about journalism. I'm sure they're doing, it's not the, it's not. It's usually the uh, the editors and the the. Yeah. The individual reporters just choose to cover a story or no, they get a story assigned to them generally. So it's usually not the reporters that are, <clears throat> that are the ones who are derelict in their duty to follow up. It's the higher up the food chain. Right. And that's oftentimes that's going to be a, uh, just due to lack of resources. Oh, absolutely. On the follow-up side of things, I think just sometimes within the individual story itself, like the initial story, there are questions that just go unanswered and they, they should know this is going to be probably your only opportunity to cover this story and to provide all the facts. And if you don't really provide the full picture, you know, but again, you're right that sometimes these are editorial decisions and they're completely outside the control of the reporter. So much respect to our reporters on the ground out there. We know it sucks and you're doing it all yourselves now, right? Like a lot of these reporters don't have camera people or, you know, they haven't had sound people for a long time so they're pretty much doing everything themselves so folly to you and uh down with the producers <laughs> except for producer dave so i'm, do, I'm doing a hey, you know a lot of the times i'm i'm doing it all by myself too i know right i'm, I'm uh, the i'm the anchor the producer the fucking the research the fucking steering wheel sometimes i'm the audience too sometimes i only do, most most times i thought <laughs> Uh, so, well, that was that was years ago that was the origins <laughs> um sometimes i only tell jokes because it'll entertain myself you know that kind of stuff <laughs> isn't that how life is just for all of us right i think we're all just trying to tell jokes that we'll laugh at and if someone else laughs then great <laughs> right because hey, before hey, you before you, you drop something you think is funny the only the only bear, the only thing you have to go by is what it sounded like in your head right 
and your sense of humor, right? So um, you never, ever know. But thank you for laughing at my joke earlier. That makes me feel a lot better. Um, and I will be sure to laugh at yours. So what's up in winners and losers? So, so many things. Um, so before we get to our usual vaccine roundup, um, as you might know, you know, there's, there is a homelessness issue uh, going on in our country and especially locally and encampments are popping up uh, left and right um, because people just need a damn place to put their heads down at night and feel a little bit safe. But of course, as normal, you know, whenever this happens near any sort of Tony single family white community, you're going to get some pushback. And so guess where it happened lately? Santana Row. New attend, some residents in West San Jose are calling attention to a homeless encampment not too far away from Santana Row. The city has cleared the encampment several times in the past, but the homeless return. KTVU's Asna Smith is here now after talking with residents and city officials. Asna. Well, Julie, the encampment is adjacent to Interstate 280 here in San Jose. And while it may not be very big, residents worry about the activities that go on and they worry about their safety. A city councilman tells me it is a complex problem with limited solutions. At the intersection of Winchester Boulevard and Moore Park Avenue in San Jose is a homeless encampment. It is less than a mile away from Santana Row and Winchester Mystery House. It may be small, but it's very powerful with what they're doing to our neighborhood. Residents have a long list of complaints. A couple of times when I was driving with my daughter in the car on this corner, we got harassed. The blight, um, maybe getting accosted, um, stolen bikes, there's I, drug use. And I can... We just saw somebody roam out of here. He, he w could barely walk and he was roaming in and out of traffic. It's activity that makes residents nervous. They've documented police at the site and estimate 20 to 30 homeless people are in and out. They feel their concerns have fallen on deaf ears. They cannot stay on this corner. It's not safe for us as neighbors over here or for them. San Jose needs to step up, help us clear this out, offer the resources to these people. I know and feel their frustration. I would be just as frustrated. The encampment falls in San Jose Vice Mayor Chappie Jones District. It is city-owned property next to the freeway, which Caltrans oversees. When COVID hit, we had a, a moratorium on abatements, and so we weren't able to um, relocate those individuals. Right now, the city is only clearing encampments near schools or if it is blocking a sidewalk. Jones says the city has reached out to homeless individuals at the site, offered services and housing, done cleanups and provided them with trash bags. He says abatements are a short term fix. The homeless end up moving right back in where you relocate them. That's an issue Bay Area wide. Most residents are in favor of uh, housing for the homeless. They're just not in favor of housing for the homeless in their backyard. Homeless housing projects Get are often met with pushback mm. and affordable housing just is it. limited. Jones says removing this encampment and others will take time. It's an intractable problem that's going to take a lot of resources, a lot of effort, and a lot of community engagement to, to solve. And San Jose's vice mayor says he checked in with police today about the calls for service in the area, and it is low. He advises residents to report problems to police, not just on next door. Julie? Asna Smith reporting live for us tonight in the South Bay. Thank you. Nice. Oh, the next door for that area must be awful right now. Yeah, I know it's probably going off uh, in the Hammond Park Neighborhood Association. That's for sure. They're like, oh, it's not safe for us or them. And it's like, no, you just think it's not safe for you. Right. 
it may be small, but it's a very large impact for what they're doing to our community. Like, what are they doing? Being homeless in your neighborhood, right? <laughs> we were harassed. How were you harassed? They said hello to you. Or they asked you for money or help. Or I, I don't know. I, I, I need more than just like, you know, someone should do something. Um, maybe you should do something. Hammond Park Neighborhood Association. My property value has gone up dramatically since Santana Row was put in here, and now I feel like this could bring down my property value by 0.001%. I need the city to right. do something about this immediately. And the reality is, it's not. You know, I mean, a homeless encampment or if it's a affordable housing even, uh, it's actually been proven that property values aren't hurt by, I mean, they might be hurt by... Uh, sort of uh, impromptu homeless encampments, but, you know, affordable housing, low-income housing, supportive housing, even shelters have not been proven to bring down property values in adjacent properties at all. Um, and if anything, in San Jose, your property's going up, 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 up. If, even if the bubble hits, it's going to go up, 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 up again. And if you stick in your home for, you know, the 30 years or whatever of your mortgage, you're going to come out on top. So, and plus, I'm, I doubt that, at least the gentleman who spoke, I'm pretty sure his house is probably already paid down. He's probably paying like a cool $500 in property taxes every year and he's, he's living large. Um, so I, I would, you know, see, see what I could do to help rather than, you know, crying out and saying, why isn't the city doing more, right? Why don't you get involved in getting aged and do something? In fact, uh, so there's a church near my house uh, and they had a pretty sizable contingent of unhoused people, leave, you know, staying and, and, crashing on their property um, and they were doing their best to shelter them with this within the city's guidelines. The city had guidelines for churches to help. And you know what they said, you know, we have this extra lot. It's got this like little shed on it. We're not really using it. Um, it's good land. It's right near the freeway and your transit. Why don't we think about, you know, I don't know, building affordable housing here and letting the people who are like living in our pews, right. Have a place to live. And they worked at it and they worked with the city and it took a couple years, but now they're actually building an affordable housing like apartment complex on their church property and they're going to rent it out to extremely low income people and serve the community. So uh, they're stepping up to do something rather than waiting for the city to tell them. And they reached out to me even like, How, what, what can we do when I was a planning commissioner? What can we do? What can we do? I told them, give them some advice and they went and did it, right? So get up and do something instead of complaining and going on the news and complaining about it, right? Go, go offer to help somebody. Give them a place to live. That's my advice, producer Dave. So because all of our shows are actually the same fucking show, here's a story about uh, San Jose uh, getting serious about the whole vaccine thing at uh, venues here in the city. Many have tried, but many have failed. The 49ers got Touch the lightest fans in the NFL. Oh, this is an oh, ad. This is about the Niners. <laughs> yeah, it's an ad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that was my fault. Whatever. I guess the 49ers are okay. I'd pretend I'm going to cut that out and post, but I just don't. I don't that's not even a thing that I, I, I don't even. Hey, we're, we're doing them a service. Local football, local teams, yay, sports. Get ready for new proof of vaccination requirements kicking in today in the South Bay and new requirements also taking effect statewide. Today in the base, Chris Sanchez live in San Jose with what we all need to know before you head out the door this morning. Chris? 
Well, hi there. I think just about anybody who's interested in going to live events could be affected by this one in the city of San Jose. Just to give you an example here at the SAP Center, there's that gymnastics show coming up with Simone Biles. Alejandro Fernandez is going to be performing WWE Smackdown. So really, any flavor of entertainment you want, you're going to have to show your proof of vaccination here in the city of San Jose at this venue and at others. The city of San Jose's proof requirement kicks off today at any city-owned property that is seats at 50 people or more. So not just the Shark Tank, but also San Jose City Hall, libraries and community centers, the Convention Center and Performing Arts Center, the Tech Museum and the Children's Discovery Museum, just to name a few. That applies to anyone 12 or older, and they have to pro provide proof of vaccination. And in the city of San Jose, there is no option to show a negative COVID test instead. Now, the state rules are changing today as well. The option to show a negative test within 72 hours of an event still stands, but the testing and vaccine proof will apply to any event with a thousand people or more and any outdoor event with 10,000 people or more. I think it's good that they're trying to be safe and to make sure everybody's like safe from the virus and there, there is very crowded people at the concerts. If anything it makes me feel better about going to these events just because I know that there were precautions taken prior. Um, I know that events I've gone to that have required it, I've happily shown my vaccination and been totally fine with it. So the state vaccination requirements could change depending on the COVID vaccination rate, the COVID case rate as well. But at least for now, those requirements will remain in place until November 1st. In San Jose, Chris Sanchez, Today in the Bay. So this is sort of a precursor to the next story, so more of an informational winners and losers. But um, what do you think about these new regulations in San Jose and the state? Bruce Dave, are you, are you feel more safe going out to big events? Uh, I mean, a, a, a little. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm still not, I'm not trying to go to the caravan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I pick and choose the the type of venue I mean, and the, the clientele. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 that's not it at all. It's like how much room is, you know, SAP Center, I'd be a little more comfortable just because I know there's a lot of people in there, but there's also a lot of fucking space. Sure, sure. Um, also, this doesn't apply to private uh, venues, although I, I think that our music scene venues here in San Jose are generally being fairly responsible about this. I would say so. I think we're being in this county incredibly responsible. We always have, period. So I, I you know, I don't see it being a, a huge issue in terms of compliance here. Um, and yeah, I went to a short shoreline, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, and had they had full vaccination requirement. There was a line, um, but it didn't take very long to get in, longer than it would have normally. Uh, it was very expedient. And Frankly, yeah, it made me feel a whole lot better because the first night was not all that packed. The second night was pretty packed. Um, we had people like in the, in the next seats, right? Um, right up against us, dancing and whatnot. And, um, you know, the good wife and I are not the most comfortable in those environments anyway. And then add on the pandemic, but we felt safe. I felt a lot safer than I would have if I didn't know that everyone had had to show proof of vaccination. So good on them. Um, it's, uh, but remember, if you're going to a San Jose facility, San Jose city-owned facility, 50 people or more, you're going to have to show back. So you might as well carry your card or carry the digital version at, with you at all times just to be safe these days. Yeah, and the digital version is really convenient. It just goes yeah. in your in your wallet for either Apple Pay or for Google Pay. Correct. It's super easy. You don't even have to like take a picture of the card or anything. It already ha it just cross-references information in uh, I don't know, some database, probably state database. Right. 
I've got it like three different ways. I think I have it in my wallet. I have a bookmark. I have it bookmarked in my browser. And then I've got my, since I got my facts through Kaiser, I have it in my Kaiser app as well. So in case, if all else fails, I will be able to prove. So um, while San Jose, the city is mandating vaccinations for the people coming to their facilities, unfortunately, they haven't yet, I don't think at least issued, well, they're, they're trying to issue a mandate for all of their employees, including the cops. And guess who is being resistant? Is the personal choice impacting personnel across the Bay Area? Get a vaccine, get an exemption, or potentially lose your job. The deadline for San Jose City employees to show proof of a COVID vaccination is looming. It's just 10 days away. Tonight, though, there's concern that that could lead to a wave of resignations by the end of this month. NBC Barrier's Mariam Favreau talked to a reserve police officer who says that mandate has him resigning. Dave Gutierrez is not vaccinated, but he told me he was perfectly happy to submit weekly negative COVID tests to keep his job as a reserve officer. But now he says the city's new mandate has changed all that and he's quit and he's worried other officers will do the same. Dave Gutierrez worked his last shift as a San Jose Reserve officer Saturday. He says he resigned yesterday because of San Jose's vaccine mandate. To me, it's, you know, my faith my belief in what I know my body and what I want to put into it. So my choice is, is not to be vaccinated. Today, Dave sent this letter to the city manager expressing his concerns that starting September 30th, all employees are required to show proof of vaccination or get a medical or religious exemption. Employees that don't face disciplinary action, including termination. I feel like we've done nothing wrong by making a choice not to be vaccinated. So why would you discipline me? After 23 years with SJPD, Dave retired in 2019 and returned as a reserve officer. He says he would have stayed on if he could have continued to test for the virus weekly. But when the city took away the choice, he chose to quit instead of applying for an exemption. He fears more full-time officers may do the same. We're already understaffed with officers. You can't afford to lose officers. So far, more than 200 city employees have requested exemptions, most of them for religious reasons. The city says it's trying to protect employees. We are currently working with our police and fire unions and will continue to take into account some of their proposals. Is that the whole reason we're doing this is to keep our workforce safe. And we know that the COVID vaccine remains the number one um, safety net against COVID and its variants. Dave says his entire career has been about public safety. Now it's a public safety mandate that has prompted him to hang up his uniform. In San Jose, Marianne Favreau, NBC Bay Area News. All right. How do you suppose that guy uh, likes pe other people who don't comply with the rules of the city? Probably not all that well. Um, he might arrest them occasionally and throw them into, into the hoosgow or maybe beat on them with his baton um, or shoot them with rubber bullets. I don't know. Uh, this is very interesting to me that um, the the notion that, oh, this is, I mean, yes, it's absolutely to protect the workforce, right? You don't want your workforce to be at full strength. You don't want to be asking people to come to work and not keep them safe, right? But we're also talking about public-facing city employees, right? And these, are, these aren't like clerks in the planning department who never deal with human beings, right? Or someone in the finance department. Finance is probably a better example. Someone in the finance department, right? Who never has to deal with a human being ever, except for like their immediate boss and their immediate underlings and the data, right? These are cops. 
they're out there every fucking day. Their job is to interact with the public, right? With us. I, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the people they interact with. I'm worried about innocent people, criminals, whatever, all of them, anyone who they interact with and that they're spreading their shit to as they're shouting out their rights or shouting at them to, you know, put down their guns or their weapons, right? Or shouting at them, period. And they're just spraying COVID on them because they are too dumb to realize that they're, whatever their petty, you know, exempt, whatever their petty uh, complaint is, it's, it's really doing nothing to help get us past all of this and get us past the point where they, they will be asked to get vaccinated, right? If everyone fucking got the vax, no one would be asking you to get the vax, right? If everyone, if we had all just been responsible to begin with, you know, there wouldn't be a pandemic and no one would be asking you to do this. So we're all sacrificing, brah. Um, but you know what? Go, go, like go. If, they, if, if these guys want to quit, if anyone wants to quit over this, go. Because you don't have the right attitude for public service to begin with. If you don't recognize that this is this is public service, take getting the vaccine, taking every precaution you possibly can to ensure that you don't get bad COVID and you don't give it to anyone else, especially your children or someone else's children, then you do not get public service and you shouldn't be in it to begin with. So get out. Get the fuck out. We'll hire some other people. There's, there's plenty of people looking for work these days. We will find them. We will find good jobs for them. I... <clears throat> I don't think that just based on what I see when I see police officers kind <clears> of <throat> police officers, police officers, unions, et cetera, et cetera, uh, talking on TV. I don't get the impression that they really feel that they're doing public service in the same way that you talk about public service. Or even the same way that frankly, like that, that person in the finance department views public service, right? They're not getting paid a ton of money. They could work for go work for Cisco or somewhere in the private industry, right? And and make bank more than they're making at the city, right? But they do it for one for the pension, yes, but for the for the service for for doing something, you know, working for some uh, something greater than themselves. And you're right, yeah. I don't, I don't, I and mean, we've been talking about it for years, right? And we've seen it a lot, um, especially the last year with San, in San Jose. It's I, I do get this distinct impression, and we do that they don't give a shit about the greater welfare right they give a shit about the criminals they arrest and they bust and their jobs right and their own perception of what they what they do but they don't see it as their job to keep the public healthy to keep the public safe in that way right they just don't see it that way and they don't see public service that way they don't see that it's they see it as um i frankly don't know what they see it as bad good guys and bad guys right yeah that, that they're the good guys and other people are the bad guys and right. it's their job to get the bad guys not. And how can you criticize the good guys for doing the job the way they want to do it, right? Right, right. Like if, if I don't want to get vaxxed, then that's my that's my choice, and I'm out here defending you with my gun and you know my badge. So you should let me, like Jack Nicholson and a few good men, right? Like I'm on the fucking wall. Don't question what I do on the wall. You know, to keep the wall, to keep you safe, to keep the wall up. Just go to bed and sleep it off, and you'll be fine in the morning. And we'll be out here defending you. Like that's the attitude. You're right, and they so they don't they really don't give a shit about. About that, they just, they're doing their job. They're following their orders, and yeah, there is a part of them that wants to get home safe at night, obviously. But that should also include this. That should also include this. But I do like that the guy, the reserve cop that they talked to, didn't like specify what religious exemption or what religion or you know what his exemption is all about. Just I trust my body. That does not seem like an adequate am uh, amount of information to get an exemption, which is probably why he's resigning because he probably couldn't get an exemption. I would bet. This is kind of like when pot was still just medical, right? In California, right. you could just get to go to the doctor and get like the pay 250 bucks, get a fucking prescription for your glaucoma, right? I don't see how you can't do the same here. So if that guy didn't have even that legitimate of an excuse, 
there you go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know, if you can't go through the process, if you're an anti-vaxxer and you can't even go through the steps of getting a fake or a you know bogus doctor's note, you know, like what are you doing? <laughs> you're not cheating. You're not. You're not playing hard enough. And I don't even know what the fuck. What the fuck does it mean? You have a religious exemption. Exemption? Do you just say it is my deeply held belief that vaccines are bad? Okay. Well, then, then fuck. There's no such thing as a mandate then. Right. And there's really no like the. Uh, I think Islam does. Islam has some has some, I think format. You know, some um, prerogatives or guidelines for like the food you can put in your like what's clean and what's not. Right, like dogs are not clean. Right, but pig or pigs aren't clean, so you don't. That's why they don't eat pork. Right, um, and only eat cows or whatever sacred cows. Um, but it, that's about food and, and what I don't. I don't think that vaccines were ever covered by any major religion. <laughs> um, and when it's medicine, right, I don't think there's anything prohibiting the use of medicine in in any any religion other than like wicca or scientology or some really off the wall like none of the major scientology is one where they they absolutely forbid you to do anything right that's not well not really forbid but it's certainly frowned upon right l ron hubbard wasn't a fan of for example mental health care but also like a higher than you know average or higher than like general population number of scientologists are going to be anti-vax because it's just like they they think that if you get a sickness, it's because there's a, um, something wrong with you that you've had some kind of unresolved issue in your life. Right. But that's like a r- ridiculous reason not to get a vaccine. Completely, completely. So I, I don't think there's any major religion where with more than a few people subscribing or a few million, I guess, um, <laughs> that, that propagates anything like that. So don't stop hiding. Get the damn facts. It's, 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 you know, your balls will not explode. But, you know, at this point, frankly, like there's this, there, I think there's a lot of consternation right now, producer Dave, about, oh, we're at, we're at this level, I think 80% in Santa Clara County, but, you know, nationwide, you know, we're still hovering at like 55, 60%. I don't know that we're going to get past, well past that, frankly, at this point. I think by no. now, with the, with the prevalence of the, of the vaccine, it's free, it's out there, and you can get it at fucking CVS. If you haven't gotten it by now, you're probably not going to get it, unless you're under 12 and you're, you can't, right? Right, but it's not so, going to be the under 12s that are going to fucking pull us out fucking, of this. You know? Right, like that'll, that'll add another 5% probably to the overall total, but that's still not going to get us to the point of herd immunity, right? Um, it'll certainly, it will certainly help things in schools, right? And keep them from becoming fucking hotbeds. Um, but, you know, it's not going to solve the overall. We're going to be dealing with this for a very long time, probably forever in some way. All right. Anyway, sorry, sorry to be Debbie Downer. <laughs> let's talk about TikTok. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about TikTok. Fuck it. I don't even know what uh, the f- let's we'll, we'll just let the clip roll. I'm sure that yeah. these, I'm sure that the local news is going to cover it in a fucking totally normal and not stupid way. They'll probably teach us about it. I don't know about these memes and challenges and all these things. I just find this. I thought problem that we've received emails from many upset parents saying that schools are even shutting down many of the bathrooms which is not good during the pandemic like people need to use the bathroom like so like why are you even doing it in the first place hindsight is 2020 and when you see the 90,000 plus posts of students bragging about taking part in the latest TikTok challenge it's clear the problem is nationwide the challenge urges students to steal from and vandalize their schools particularly school bathrooms, then post the videos online. The results are dramatic. Soap dispensers, sinks, even toilets ripped out of the wall. 
Like later on in PE, I went to the bathroom and I see stuff on the floor, wet and everything. So then the school started closing all the bathrooms. It's pretty scary, you know, the idea that you would close down a bathroom in the middle of a pandemic. How do we wash hands? How do we, you know, how do we promote sanitation? Last week, we told you at least two East Bay districts have been forced to shut down multiple bathrooms because of the damage done. Now San Francisco schools are seeing the same issue. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to the teachers. It's not fair to the other students who aren't involved. So that's not okay. Now U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal says TikTok needs to be held accountable along with the students responsible for the vandalism. I am calling on TikTok to ban these videos. To <laughs> Where have you been? And prevent them. There's been a whole ass pandemic. Where the fuck have you been? The users. Those kids who make use of it its platform to encourage and indeed incite others. TikTok is complicit in these kinds of actions. TikTok says it has banned the challenge and is doing all it can to pull down the videos, but others are going up almost as fast. As for schools, they say they're doing all they can to catch those responsible. In San Francisco, Sharon Katsuda, NBC Bay Area News. Do you, do you thank Senator Blumenthal for going after right. social media over some fucking school bathrooms after fucking 600,000 people died because of misinformation in Facebook groups? Right. And by the way, wasn't Donald Trump the one trying to shut down TikTok originally? Yeah, but America. he was just mad at it because it's from China. That's a little wrote, different, right. you know what I'm saying? But and like, uh, and by the way, Senator Blumenthal, this is this is the, the challenge that fi finally gets you. Not the people, the many people across America eating fucking Tide Pods, right, and dying, and dying <laughs> of of uh, indi you know indigestion or whatever. Uh, like that wasn't enough. It's the kids ripping soap dispensers off the wall. That's that's a bridge too far for these crazy TikTok memes, right? Where were you when we needed to shut down the guy drinking cranberry juice on his skateboard singing Fleetwood Mac, right? Like, come on. That guy yeah, was okay. cool. That guy was awesome. Now, like, this is this is the whole... Yes, is TikTok complicit? Yes, they're all fucking complicit. Are they also complicit in spreading cool things like the, the cranberry drinking, cranberry juice drinking guy on the skateboard? Sure. We have to balance, though. <laughs> is, that as cool, is that cool enough to outweigh the fact that a bunch of kids are eating Tide Pods and tearing sinks? I don't think... I have the to, I don't think the Tide Pod thing was real. I hope not. I really hope not. Really hope not. I think but, people can make a lot of fucking shit. Like you could, especially because the like, if you could make it look like you ate a Tide Pod. Oh, for sure, absolutely, and it could be a nice, like, tasty treat of some sort. Um, right. No, absolutely, hundred percent. I, I hope it wasn't real, but it's like it's sort of like, oh, this is suddenly somehow too offensive. Um, and it's like, yeah, they're shutting down the bathroom. Because the fucking toilet got ripped out of the fucking floor and the soap dispensers that you're saying kids need to like clean their hands are torn off the wall. So no one's getting their shit clean in this bathroom that you're, that the school is closing. So I don't know what you're bitching about that they're closing a bathroom that's obviously been demolished and needs to be rebuilt before it can be any use to anybody. Oh, it's unfair to the other kids. So they don't have to walk into a bathroom that's like got water spraying everywhere and nowhere to clean their hands. Like set up some fucking portable uh, sanitizing stations fix the bathroom i'm over it but like i do want to give it up to some of these kids ripping a toilet out the floor like did they bring tools for that or did they just do it like with sheer strength and tipping it over like it, that's impressive that could have been just an just some picture too it could have been right like just some and, picture right and frankly frankly like we were hearing all the time that our schools and our infrastructure are falling apart for lack of maintenance right and, and funds so it, that maybe these kids are doing a service right they're saying 
fuck this shit. Like, this shit don't work no more. Medium to long term, it might be a service. But this is easy. What the fuck? Did, like, why the fuck does a high school kid need a phone on them the whole fucking day? Very good This point. is easy. Just ban the fucking phones in the school. Yeah. You have the, I mean, didn't you, uh, when we were in the studio, right, you would pat, you would pass around the hat and be like, fucking put your phone in here because we're not going to be all fucking on our phones while we're supposed to be, you know, live entertaining people, right? Now I check um, my phone constantly on the show. Right. I, I've got it. I've got mine on a fucking little, like little fast track, whatever setup thing, <laughs> quest tech thing. But it, it, um, it, so it was harder when there were, it. it was, it was harder when there were five people in a room smoking weed and drinking and stuff to like, keep yeah, everybody. All, right. And, and so like there's no i don't see anything wrong with like here's the basket at the fucking beginning of the day everyone you walk into this this school you need to put your fucking phone in in your little box you get it back everyone's everyone gets their shit back no one's losing their shit but yeah you get it back when you leave no fucking i don't know they can leave them at home i don't know yeah or that i got too, home right? without a fucking phone or the um or 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 do the thing with that the venues are doing now right where you put it in a fucking bag right that's locked right so you have your phone you don't take you know, lose your phone but you can't use it because it's in this fucking locked fucking like I I couch. literally almost bought that it looked pretty cool I think that's a good idea I mean I don't like it at music venue I don't like constraining people's ability to you know take pictures um but yeah no, for for this kind of situation I think that'd be great some sort of lock bag and there you go. Ooh, yeah, um, fucking put in jammers. Fuck that shit. Make it so... Make right, it, dude, right. Oh, dude, the anti-5G parents would freak out, too. Right. You, fuck, you get two... You get two... You get two Echoplex stories in one with that. Yeah, and if there was any way to, like, shut down data plans, it'd be great. Like, on the Wi-Fi, like, at school school Wi-Fi that they let... The, they do let the kids use, right? I even pilfer it off of our school next door, right? Because I'm still on the... Uh, I'm some, somehow still on the network. Um, but, yeah, they could easily, like, restrict the Wi-Fi. They can put, you know... Um, uh, filters on it so that they can't do certain things, right? Um, but that's only in the Wi-Fi, right? The data data is a whole different story. So they'd have to like jam all the cell towers in the in the neighborhood, basically, um, to shut it down. Um, I but just, maybe, I just, I'm, I'm sure the technology exists, producer Dave. The FBI could probably do it, but I just don't understand why they fucking like like this is easy. You go, hey, you guys are destroying the bathrooms. You can't bring your phones to school. We don't care if you see we see your phones. We're taking them from you. And you're yes. getting your you're you're getting detention or whatever they do to kids now, right? You we don't it. care. I mean, Y'all are destroying the bathrooms, right? We have we'll to. Do, we're going to do this for the day, but we're going to do this for thirty days. And if this happens again in the next two years, I don't care if you're a student here at the time or not. Phones are going. We're just not having phones anymore here. Like, and then they have that sign, like as you're walking into school, right? It has been, th you know, 30 days since our last act, since our last toilet was ripped. Out. No, it's it's been 30 <laughs> days tear, since the, and they tear down the number every day. <laughs> it's been 30 days since the last unnecessary crisis was caused by someone's cell phone. Right, it's like one day, two days, they just add on every day, right? <laughs> At the end of these 30 days, you can get your phones back, but if we start over again from one, you know, it's on you. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but then like by the 29th uh, day there'd be some of the kids that would love it that not everybody was on their phone and so they'd go fuck the bathroom up just to fuck fucking right. <laughs> 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 all the kids that are getting bullied on instagram and tiktok right and and fucking just go fuck the bathroom up anyway oh yeah dude oh yeah let's let's get out of this for good right oh fucking a that's a great, <laughs> that's a great point <laughs> like you, what i'm saying is you can't win with fucking teenagers no, they're 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 fucking much smarter than you. I'm sorry, like don't don't even front. They are always going to be smarter than us. So we and knew it when we were we knew it when we were 16. They know it now, right? 
and their social dynamics are just different than ours and we're not going to quite understand yes. them and they're going to be like <clears throat> so we're not going to get yeah but i don't know just take the fucking phones away if there was remember, no if, if, if there was no pictures of this it was like the same thing as the people doing the little anti-mask parades in the fucking store you just put yeah. up a fucking sign that says if no vid, no video in the store no video or photography in the store and if you here's the number for the press to call if you want to do you know a press event and then people come in with the phone start videoing you're like hey you're not you know for the privacy of my staff and other customers you can't video in here and they go well the, the, oh yes i can and you go great you have to leave and they go no i'm not going to then you call the cops like yeah i don't understand you got to crack down at something you crack down it's just like speed traps you crack down once and you know people get the message i mean these, this is a school mm -hmm. oh, like, yeah. like they have devices that they can use to get information and those devices are probably locked down in such a way they can't do this with those devices so yeah. when you get to school you 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 can't use your phone and you use the fucking devices that we give you here. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, th I agree. I completely agree. Um, but Put you're some right, free fucking phones on the wall or some shit. If the people got to call mom, like mom, I need to ride home. Right. Like literally, yeah. or just like, you know, just fucking maybe there's tokens or whatever. And the, if the kid needs to call mom to get a ride home from school, the kid can go to like the office, grab a token during the middle of the day, make sure they have a token, put that fucking shit in the phone. I don't know. There's so many ways to like, yeah, but Can if there's a TikTok challenge where the kids are fucking up your school, take their phones because TikTok, TikTok ain't gonna fuck. Like again, this is like <clears throat> again, it's these fucking companies. This one happens not to be from right here in the Bay Area, but I bet a lot of its investors are here. I'm talking to you, Peter Thiel. Um, you know, these companies do these things that drive engagement and they sell more ads, and then any of the negative fucking things that that happens as a result of it, it all falls on us or the school mm. or the fucking fire department. Maybe the next one is the light your neighbor's house on fire challenge. Then what do we do? You know, it's like throw a Molotov cocktail challenge. I mean, what what do we like? You know, at at what point do we like stop letting this happen? I mean, it's not it's no different than the oil companies, though, right? Because what they're yeah. making money on on selling this product and all the externalities are not built into their cost of doing business so it gets built into the cost of doing the business of society and it, we do it yeah. over and over and over and over again with energy and technology and it's we're stupid that's it we're just dumb you are you're 100% right you're 100% right um and i think i'm going to start speaking of dumb i'm going to start the new tiktok challenge and that's I'm not going to get on TikTok, and I challenge oh. everyone how not to the, go on TikTok for like ever. How about the help them the put TikTok the fucking challenge. bathroom back together challenge? Right there, you go. <laughs> help them rebuild. Help us build a homeless shelter challenge. Right. Help us. Um. Help us build a uh. You know, clean water pipes in Africa challenge. Um. Help us build a school in Rwanda in a in you know Sri Lanka challenge. I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's what's not going to happen. Or in, or in or in Campbell, help us rebuild the school in Campbell challenge um that would be great but one one day maybe rotary will get on that shit rotary tiktok all right well as we always do with winners and losers we have to ask someone to get their shit together it's usually san francisco and what do you know it's still san francisco from San Francisco's tilting Millennium Tower, something else is sinking. KPIX5 was the first to report on the problem a year ago. And as Max Darrow shows us in this original report, it's only gotten worse. 
You may remember that video of a marble rolling down a Millennium Tower condo floor when the sinking issue first came to light there. Well, here in San Francisco's Mission Bay neighborhood, pick a sidewalk, and the marble basically does the same thing. There's a major tilt here, but it's not the buildings that are sinking, it's the sidewalks. It's a gap of approximately that much. You know what? You can put it, you can put some shit in that much space. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if you got to shit on the sidewalk, at least stuff it under. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is what that's for. It's to like create space to, to shove the shit. Nature's healing itself, all right, dude? Ask most locals in San Francisco's Mission Bay neighborhood. There's definitely some degradation here along the, the lips. Nothing is like... And follow a crack all the way down the block. And they'll tell you the sidewalks all over the neighborhood here are sinking. And you walk up and you're like, wow, these are really enormous cracks. The neighborhood is brand new, barely 15 years old, built on top of an old rail yard on landfill by the edge of the bay. Oh. Original residents say the sinking started gradually, but it's getting worse faster than anyone expected. We have lost on the north side, I would say probably anywhere between three and four inches. We've got a situation where the whole perimeter of this building the sidewalk. Is that Joe Montana? Sidewalks in some parts of the neighborhood have sunk four <laughs> to six inches, even as much as a foot in other spots. Some other spots are also buckling. Definitely a real safety concern. They're unsafe. We see so many people coming and going from games tripping, and we run out of our units with bags of ice. This is an apron. Geotechnical engineer Lawrence Karp explains what's going on. But these buildings, they can't sit on that ground. It's weak. So they are on piles. The sidewalks and the curbs are not on piles, and neither is the street. So the street keeps going down, and the sidewalk keeps going down. And he says the drought is actually making it worse. When you look at the old maps of Mission Bay, you can see that uh, the, the drainage comes down from Twin Peaks. And if it hasn't rained, there's no drainage, or there's a lot less drainage. When there's a loss of groundwater, the soil will condense, it will consolidate, and uh, a couple of years can make things really bad. For now, property owners don't have too many options. You can't just put more concrete on top of it because it's going to sink even further. So they're resorting to band-aid approaches like ramps and raised sidewalks like this one at 4th Street and Mission Rock. All the repair work is taking a toll on local businesses like Kwanwa Robinson's personal training studio, Powerplay SF. Our customers actually had to use a back entrance and to the outside facing in, if you didn't know about us, you would think this business was totally shut down. Even worse for property owners, they have to foot the bill. The cost to repair this is exorbitant. We'd have to have probably special assessments, quite serious special assessments. It's going to probably cause our property values to decline. You know, you could eat less avocado pissed. toast. Joe Montana's pissed. The city's problem. <laughs> Sidewalks are the responsibility of the property owner. We don't want to point the finger at anyone saying, oh, you, you know, you should have known this or you could have known this, but that is the situation. 
I like it. Like, did she hear smirking? She's like, ah. Is she working in a diner? Like, no, she's public works. I know she hates landlords. We fix a sidewalk in Mission Bay. Are we going to be asked to fix a sidewalk in the Mission and the Richmond District in North yes. Beach? She says yes. DPW's job fix all the fucking sidewalks. The You're the city. Get done in order to keep the streets safe. The DPW shared data with KPIX5 that shows there have been 342 calls for service for sidewalk repair in Mission Bay over the last 12 years. 306 of the cases, or 89%, have been closed, but the backlog is growing, with 36 calls for service still pending. One from way back in 2016 that just got fixed. Sometimes it's taken a long time because it's not as simple as just replacing a sidewalk square. But longtime Mission Bay locals say that's no excuse. They provided sidewalks, but they didn't provide sidewalks that are sustainable. Why is that? They're sustainable everywhere else in the city. Hmm. Why is Mission Bay sinking? To me, this hmm. is a joint responsibility. Why are we going to do this Bay over sinking? and over and over, or are we going to try and find a longer-term solution so that we don't just, every 10 years, have to redo all the sidewalks? Obviously, the concern here is the tripping hazard. It's very easy to do, by the way, if you're not paying attention while walking in the neighborhood. This is also a well-traveled footpath for people coming and going from the ballpark, so good warning for them as well. In Mission Bay, Max Adero, KPIX5. I've definitely tripped on some shit on the way to the park, but that's just me. I'm, I don't look where I'm going. I'm okay with the fucking developers in San Francisco taking the hit on this one. Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, that's it. It's it's pretty similar in every even in San Jose and other cities. They the the property owner pays for the sidewalk um, fixes and improvements, um, and generally speaking when it comes to like that like that mission bay development and all that new development that's happened since the ballpark went in about 20 years ago um all of that you know the, the developers have paid for and as part of their projects redone the sidewalks and done all the work you know there i think the, the city's probably responsible for the street the train you know the light rail trains the muni trains but the sidewalks were probably done by the build, people who built the buildings that they're next to um including millennium tower but it's it's very interesting to me to hear folks um say well you know the, the i can't believe this neighborhood's sinking the neighborhood is called mission bay right mission because bay doesn't, ex mission bay doesn't exist bay. anymore right mission right. bay doesn't exist anymore because this neighborhood is now in the bay right, right. like that so <clears throat> duh right <laughs> what did and, you expect over time and apparently this neighborhood was just kind of propped up uh 15 years ago correct and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the property, like the people doing the property development might have skimped on the fucking research and development that went into putting the sidewalks in so that they could have fucking better, more windows and shit on the penthouse. You know what I'm saying? For I don't sure. know for I sure. Think, yeah, I'll tell you who didn't. I mean, the the, the, ball, the ball club didn't, like, right? They're still, like, if their stadium has structural, you know, structural uh, compromising features or it starts sinking, right? That's a big, big, big fucking problem, right? That's a huge, huge, huge problem. Um, public image and money speaking, but yeah, these developers are just taking advantage of the ballpark to build their condos and you know make money. Um, and yeah, I, I would absolutely believe that they they had cut corners. Um, they do they do it all the time. Even the best ones do it all the time because if you can get away with it, you know if your mindset is business and capitalism, right, and making money, if you can get away with it and save yourself some money and you don't have to worry about it in the long term, why not? Right? Why not do it? And then once the people once the people that live there demand that you fix the sidewalks, you just raise the fucking homeowners association dues or raise the fucking rent and shit. You go, well, the rent had to go up. We're fixing the sidewalks. 
precisely fucking, fucking <clears throat> shit rolls downhill precisely or just raise the rent and don't don't bother mentioning this for the sidewalks right um yeah oh yeah it's just like pg e like oh our sh- our lines are failing and causing fires um we'll fix it but we're going to charge all the ratepayers to, <laughs> to fix the shit like, no that's not how that works you do the thing right the first time and it doesn't break and then you don't have to spend as much money and time and you know and you don't screw a bunch of people over when it does fail um this is why it's good to check your contractors when you get home improvements done right don't be that guy don't be that gal who goes who's saying oh i can go on youtube and i can replace my freaking electrical i can redo my plumbing i can redo my bathroom because i watched a youtube video no you can't so get a fucking professional right there even are... someone with a buck crack and there's plenty of people out there that get paid to do this shit and have trained to do this shit there are ways to save money by doing some of the prep work fucking a yeah knock a wall down paint right that's fine i, I paint walls right, that's pretty right. much the yeah. extent of what i do is painting walls right but if it but, comes to like tearing up the floors and i'm not fucking with any of that i feel like in this case i feel like a better way for this to be handled and i know nobody's ever going to handle it this way is for the city to build the sidewalk and then rent that fucking sidewalk to the fucking people that build the fucking buildings there be like oh here's your sidewalk fee every month yeah right <clears throat> charge them right yeah, and charge then them do it right fee. because you yeah. as the city have more incentive to build the sidewalks correctly even right. if it goes over budget and takes longer or whatever, the city, I feel like, is going to have more incentive to build the sidewalks correctly than the fucking developer who might very well sell the fucking building in you know, two years and go start their new business in Austin, Texas, or you know, wherever the hot spot is, maybe it'll be Minneapolis next, or right. <clears throat> Jersey City for whatever reason, or Durham, North Carolina. Um, yeah, no, and it really comes down to who's got the liability, right? So you, whoever's got the liability is going to be the most apt to, to want to do something. So I'm guessing right now it's the developers that, or the, the property owners that have the liability if someone gets hurt. Um, so they're the ones crying foul and saying the city should do something and the city is being slow to do something because it may not be their liability if someone gets falls on the sidewalk and gets hurt, right? Um, in the street, maybe, or you know, in other city, in city facilities, but not on the side. Maybe the sidewalk. It's weird. It's this vague, you know, quasi-public area space. Who owns it? Who's got the liability? I'm told that if someone trips on our sidewalk, like if we let our sidewalk in front of our house degrade, and there's a big crack in it and someone trips in that crack and busts their head open that we're liable for that i found you know i i learned that pretty early on so that that would let me to believe that the developers are on the hook if something happens on their sidewalk and so that's why they i can they're understandably pissed that the city's leaving them on the hook because they built basically a landfill that's sinking all right well, let's move, move on to down yeah. ballot watch which is recall watch i like the first story uh we're, t- we're talking here about uh possibly reforming the recall and i think that's a very good idea um i don't know i'm not i don't know how to do it but that's not my fucking job because i just sit here and complain about what politicians do thank you very much hey no worries we've got lawmakers in sacramento who know how to do it so apparently they're the ones working on it so we'll let we'll let them talk about it and we'll see if we support it Recall is over. Many California voters are wondering if the recall was a waste of time and money. Yes. Lawmakers said today they yes. plan to work on a proposal to change the recall process. But watching the Larry, watching watching the chat on Right Side Broadcasting Network after you took off last week, watching the people try to cope with like not only getting losing but getting blown the fuck out was amazing. Yes. So like that, was, that, that was worth the price of admission. I think that was worth a couple hundred million, <laughs> especially when it's not my money. KTVU's Rob Roth talked with lawmakers today, and he joins us now from the newsroom with more on the story. Rob. 
Julie, after Tuesday's election, some Californians are calling for a recall of the recall. That appears unlikely, but there could be some changes ahead to the recall process. One day after Governor Gavin Newsom beat back efforts to recall him, two Bay Area Democratic lawmakers say it's time to fix what they say is a broken system. The voters want to see a more democratic process put in place that keeps elected officials accountable but prevents political gamesmanship uh, of the rules. Steve Glazier of Orinda chairs the California State Senate's Elections Committee. On Wednesday, he and Assemblyman Mark Berman of Menlo Park announced plans to hold hearings and craft a new recall process. We absolutely do need recall reform. I think a majority of Californians are very frustrated that we just spent $276 million on this process, on this, on this. Uh, you didn't see the chat on RSBN, did you? Uh, that, from the looks of it, has certified what voters said three years ago. I don't know that Mark would know how to find it. ...to approve that process in the form of a future ballot measure. Any proposed changes have yet to be determined, but one question is whether mere disagreements over policy should be enough to trigger a recall. A discussion about whether or not some criminal misconduct or malfeasance should be a, a kind of threshold issue is, is something that we're going to discuss. Another concern is whether a recalled governor should be replaced by someone who gets less than 50 percent of the vote. There are some who feel like it should be a runoff. Uh, what about instant runoff? make a very compelling argument that the lieutenant governor should simply step forward if a recall was successful. That's good, too. And uh, subject that, uh, that acting governor to an election at a future date. Following his victory, Newsom offered no proposed solutions to the recall system. I'll leave that to the legislature and others to process. And uh, again, I just think it's a, it's a strange place to be as someone that you know might be on the receiving end yet again. Newsom and former Governor Gray Davis are the only California governors to face recalls, but there have been 53 other attempts on governors since 1912, attempts that didn't get enough signatures in time to put them on the ballot. David McEwen, a political science professor at Sonoma State University, questions whether California voters would approve any changes. Do you want to go with the devil you know, even though it might be ugly and difficult and problematic, or do you want to go into that great unknown? And that movement into the great unknown gives many voters pause. Republican leaders say the recall process does not need changing. The Bay Area lawmakers say they hope to hold hearings beginning in the fall and put it before the voters by November 2022 at the earliest. Frank? Rob Roth, live for us tonight. Rob, thank you. Yeah, so bottom line is voters have recourse if they don't like what a elected officials doing it's called the fucking election you vote or you don't vote you have your voice and whoever gets 50 percent plus one wins and gets to do what they want and you have to go home and either compromise and collaborate or just wait wait until the next election right you can't there's it, it, just no point and it's it's silly to be going after these folks you know midterm for for, for policy differences right they if they can, and by the way, if they commit a crime or if they've done some, some serious malfeasance, there is such a thing as impeachment. The, the legislature can vote to remove them. If something like that happened, you know, then there's there's recourse even beyond like a recall. You don't even need recall. Period. It's the it's one of the dumbest tools in our democracy toolbox, and yeah, it absolutely needs to be reformed. I think. Yeah, I just I don't understand why there's not just a standard impeachment process for the governor. There, there is. I'm, I'm almost certain that there is. Our Constitution is based on this, the U.S. Constitution, so I'm almost certain there is some sort of impeachment process at the state level. 
Um, this is tied up more in our initiative process, which was, as mentioned, was formed, uh, started back in 1912. Um, and it was uh, implemented by Governor Hiram Johnson in California. Ironically, as I think we've covered in this show before, as a means to counteract the prevalence of large conglomerates like the railroads, especially from, you know, lobbying and controlling state government, basically, they would get things, they would you know pay a bunch of money, get laws passed that were beneficial to them and create basically created a monopoly for themselves. So in order to counteract that, uh, the people rose up and said, we want to be able to put initiatives on the ballot of our own laws or, 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 or uh, take what you know, your laws that you pass and overturn them right through a citizens initiative. Um, so this is actually tied up in that. So folks who say that cry foul and say we can't get rid of the recall are kind of more defending the initiative system than anything else, which has its own problems, especially now that it costs, you know, that you need so many signatures and it costs so much money to get those signatures that it makes it really hard for grassroots efforts to get on the ballot. And mostly you see these wealthy moneyed interests, you know, special interests like the railroads used to be, but now it's like the oil companies and the electric companies. Um, they're the ones driving the whole process because they have the money, right? Or Uber and Lyft, right? Uh, floating their own initiative to overturn a state law, right? Uh, because they have the money. So it is it is corrupt. It is getting misused, recall and otherwise. So it does need reform. But recall, I just think I don't understand why we have it's called elections. Yeah, I don't know the solution. It's just stupid. But again, the yeah. people that weren't that didn't think it was worth the money didn't see the absolute fucking cope happening in the right side broadcasting network chat. Absolutely. You, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would not I, I would much rather not spend two hundred seventy five million dollars of public money. But you know what? That just seeing them go apoplectic was just beautiful. So here's a story that I think um, I think we probably are gonna have different takes on. Um, we're just gonna let the uh, gonna let the, uh, the video run here. Go for it. San Francisco Mayor London Breed this morning facing some scrutiny after being spotted inside a crowded nightclub, but it's what she was not wearing that's drawing all the questions. Today in the base, Chris Sanchez joins us live this morning. Has the mayor said anything about this yet? Well, we have not heard from Mayor London Breed at this point, and it's been a few days since she was spotted out and about maskless. That is Mayor London Breed there in the middle of the photo that was posted to and then removed from the Black Cat nightclub's Instagram page. The city's indoor mask order she does allow Black Cat. people She's to cool. remove their masks while eating or drinking, and there are drinks there on the table. Uh, when enacting the mandate, the mayor's office said the order requires all individuals, regardless of vaccination status, to wear face coverings when indoors in public settings with limited exceptions. But the Chronicle reports that Breed was also dancing and singing and posing for pictures without a mask. A Chronicle reporter said that she, the mayor said that she felt safe because she gets tested often and everyone had to show proof of vaccination in order to get into that club. A gym owner who is subject to that indoor mask mandate is frustrated. She clearly thinks that it's fine and it's safe to remove her mask. Then let that be the rule for everybody. You're not impervious to COVID any more than I am. So let the rules for you be the same that it is for me. This lady for so sure runs a Facebook group. Governor, governor Gavin Newsom was seen maskless at a dinner at the French it's Laundry God. during the stay-at-home order. It quickly became a major point for recall proponents. We now Oops. know that recall failed. And we have reached out to Mayor Breed's office for comment. We have not yet heard back. All right, what's your take? I'm actually curious to hear yours, but my take is that this is a nothing burger, and if this wasn't London Breed and her cornrows and all her black friends at the black nightclub doing their black thing, that this would not be a big issue, like a broader issue, right? I think the folks that were concerned about the French laundry incident might have a little 
might be a little pissy, but it wouldn't be a story and wouldn't be that big of an issue if if it wasn't for where and who and how this happened. Is it reckless and stupid for her to be as a public official, especially a prominent one, to be doing that? Yes, you know, I would I would not be caught dead doing that, frankly, doing and you know, get, even putting myself in a position to be photographed doing it, right? If I'm going to not wear a mask and party down, it's going to be in my house with my friends um, and no cameras and cell phones in a, in a bag at the door. Um, so that's that's my take. I think it's a nothing burger. I think I think she's getting uh, raked over the coals. And, you know, I, th- I think she deserves it for being a little reckless in terms of letting herself get photographed in this position. But I do think people are overreacting just a bit. I <clears throat> I think that um, Democratic mayors and governors are stupid especially the ones in California, they keep getting caught doing this shit. Um, and I think she also played it wrong. She should have said, Hey, me and my friends were posing for a picture. Leave me alone. Yeah. Right. We were just, I had just finished drinking my beverage, right? I take my, took my mask off. I was drinking a beverage. Someone asked me to post for a picture or a selfie. I did it. Right. Right. Um, you're, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's my biggest thing about this whole thing is one, allowing yourself to be in that position in the first place and then to put, you know, putting yourself in a compromising position in the first place. And then to exactly the response, right? It's not so much that it happened, right? Fine. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I agree with you. If everyone was vaccinated, I would feel safe in the environment too, right? I've been in environments like that lately, right? But it's been, but I'm not the mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. They, they, they <laughs> right. keep fucking, they keep fucking up like this. They keep fucking right. up like this and it just, right. It, it opens the door. It opens just, the door. It's just fodder for like Becky with the fucking mediocre gym who was complaining about it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. It's, it's all about uh, how you handle it. And a lot of times it is with, with these folks, right? Like, cause they all have, I think for the most part, right? We don't, we disagree on some things, but we, we generally like, like democratic values, right? And we like their, we like, you know, where they're coming from on policy issues. It's just, they put themselves in such bad positions and just, you know, they, they talk themselves into corners and work themselves into corners and it, it would be so much easier if they, they just (laughs) suck so much. Yeah. So, so much of the time i just and i just don't understand how they don't get like how this french laundry thing even happens how people don't realize the era we're living in this isn't like the ninth you know the 19th century when you needed like the town crier to come and tell you someone where someone was at like right everyone knows you everyone knows where you are everyone has a camera and a video camera in their pocket like how do you not realize this anymore don't put yourself in the i know it sucks i would want to have more fun too but guess what you signed up to be the fucking mayor. You signed up to be the fucking governor. Fun is not in the job description. I'm sorry. Like, it's a job. Who didn't tell you that? Who didn't tell you that you were going to be the most scrutinized person in your city? Right? Duh. Like, be more responsible. Find a club where, like, it's a small space where you, you want to go out and dance and have a drink? Great. Find, like, I would find my buddy who owns a bar and say, hey, can you shut down the bar? And a few of our friends are going to come over and... You know, we'll, you know, they'll cover everything and we're just gonna have a good time, but you know, no cameras. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to, Oh no, then like they'd that. get buffed. Then they'd get fucking shit on for renting out a club when, uh, yeah. there's just no win. There's no yeah. winning here. There's no, there's right. no winning play here. There's no, no winning play here. Party. The winning play is if you're the mayor, have a party at your house. That's the, that's the, if, if yeah. you're, yeah, if you're the mayor and there's mandates and things that could be, um, interpreted in a confusing or, you know, incorrect way if the wrong photo is snapped to you at the club don't go to the club don't fucking do it exactly right oh i don't know if i should post this on facebook is this going to get you know get me in trouble why if you're even asking why are you even thinking about posting it just don't fucking post it if you have to ask yourself don't do it 
Very simple. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I definitely need to learn that lesson myself occasionally, but mostly on the councilman account. Yeah. All right. Well, we're up against it a little bit here. I got local love coming up soon. Got got a got um uh, Phil Johnson of Phil Johnson the Roadside Attraction joining me tonight uh via remote for a quick little interview and play some of his uh, music. Also got a uh, Jay Corn and Reggie Shorter stopping by. So nice. If you're a listener of Down Ballot, you should also be a listener of Local Love. Find it the same podcatcher you find it here. But we always have one story before we get out of here. And this is a story about a, an event that I will be attending. Or what? what, what it went down actually already. It was oh. on Sunday. Oh shit! Well then I missed it. Never mind. I thought I was going to Viva Calle this weekend. <laughs> Fuck! I thought it was this weekend. I thought, I thought you it was might the, have been there. No, I thought it was the same weekend as Sofa. For whatever reason. No, anyway. Yeah, no, I thought. Anyway. Anyway, this is a something local news hit about. This is a local news hit about something fun that happened in San Jose. Thousands of Where is that might be in the San Francisco Marathon today, but others took a more leisurely approach in the South Bay. They enjoyed part of the day. At San Jose's Viva Calle. Viva Calle allows people to bike, <laughs> walk, skate, she's skating, play, hang out, do anything you want, take a little whippersnapper for a ride on your bike. This is all near the Mexican Heritage Plaza and City Hall. City closes off six miles of streets to cars for the day, and the event includes a 5K run and a fundraiser bike ride. But to be able to do it in the day and not have to worry about cars. Oh, I know, Amy. With car do you know her? I think I met her before. She's from Sunnyvale. Yeah, she's a uh, she does a uh, the, the she's one does roller derby and she's like really involved in bike party. I know her. She yeah, comes up and gives totally. me a hug. She comes up and gives totally. me a hug every time she sees me DJing at bike party. Nice traffic and just being free. It's really amazing. It's such a treat. We are so blessed to have this opportunity to be out here today. More than just wheels involved. You got food, live music, all kinds of stuff. Take the two children for a walk. That's a good idea. All part of this event. I like how uh, Terry McSweeney says, Viva Kaye, like that's Yippie Kaye motherfucker or something. Right. That is <laughs> n not exactly. <clears throat> it's just Viva Kaye. It's not Kaye. Yeah. It's Kaye. Yeah. Well, this is, um, this is an open street fair that was um, uh, modeled after something I think began in Brazil, I want to say, or Argentina, Argentina, but it's a global phenomenon um, about you know, just closing down the streets and making them ex just uh, open to uh, bikes and pedestrians and any, any man, not cars, basically. Um, so it's a whole stretch of roads, and I think one day you're going to see this become like a citywide thing all day, maybe at some point. It's, it's definitely evolving. Keep an eye out for it. There will be, I think, at least two a year for now. Um, but more as we get going. And I think things like bike party are only going to keep inspiring the growth. I actually rolled by bike, bike party uh, by one of the meetups uh, randomly the other night over at a, was it Branham and the, or, or a cap, no, the Capitol uh, light rail station. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. When I good wife and I were driving by and we're, we're like, why are all these people on bikes with like lights all over themselves? Um, oh, wait, it's bike party. Is producer Dave there? Um, nope. Not this month. It was, but it looked like fun, so we need to we need to hop on our bikes and get out there with you sometime soon. But we'll we'll be doing that. We'll get we'll get uh, social one day. Let's do October. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll do October. <clears throat> if I'm not at, if I'm not at fish, we'll see. I figure I don't know what date it is, but we'll fi we'll figure it out. Anyway, thanks everybody for checking out Down Ballot. You can check the show out on any podcatcher that you catch pods on. That was stupid. I won't say that again. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play, we play some, uh, we usually play the same songs, but I opened with a different song, so we'll play something we don't usually play here on Down Ballot. I'm going to play Chocolate. Not no, the extended no, mix, great. not the extended ah. mix, everybody, but I am going to put on the shuffle real quick because I got to get start getting things switched over for local love. I got to go outside and have a cigarette. I got to pee, all kind of stuff. Everybody hang out. Uh, we'll be back 
And uh, podcast listeners, make sure you follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Thank you, Councilman. Bye-bye.